to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy Funday Monday, America and beyond. It's never dull. And this is the beginning of a new week. This is resurrection season. This is a beautiful season. High holy holidays abound. So welcome to your Monday. Here to make it kind of fun. We're going to, we're not going to start talking about my foot pads that I had on last night that apparently made, you know, just rave reviews on Twitter. Thank you, Buzz Patterson. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that later in the show. I am taking your calls today live, 404-383-8520. Again, 404-383-8520. Want to hear from you about everything from what you think about Liz Cheney saying that she has enough And the J6 Commission has enough to refer Donald J. Trump for criminal charges uh, in the way of conspiracy. What do you think about that? What do you think about Elon Musk giving everybody the big, oh, we're going to see changes at Twitter. Now, all of a sudden, he's no longer on the board uh, or he never actually took his place on the board. So what are your thoughts on that? And almost more importantly, I want to hear from you guys about a very important subject, okay? called forgiveness. I rattled all kinds of holy roller cages yesterday on Twitter, which is nothing unusual. But I tweeted something about, you know, forgiveness and all of you guys getting all cutesied up to go to church. In the meantime, you have all this hate and ratchetness in your heart. And so I was suggesting that maybe you turn the car around and go home and get right with God and then go back, right? And, 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 and petition the holy altar of God, because that's what his word says to do. But you guys were super upset with me about that. That's fine. I'm used to it, whatever. Uh, but I want to talk about forgiveness. Who have you not forgiven and why? 404-383-8520. 404-383-8520. want to know, because you better have a really good excuse. Just saying. And you know what the word says? If you don't forgive, you're not forgiven. So, Uh, Speaking of high holy holidays and somebody that I absolutely adore, who is uh, one of my favorite Orthodox Jews, Mr. Ron Coleman. I thought thought you were going to say, speaking of someone who needs to be forgiven. (laughs) Well, there's that. Well, you know, you know, your head's perfectly in the frame. Okay, you're good. We're good. We got that down. We're good. If you guys are not following Ron Coleman literally everywhere and signing up for his amazing classes online, you are totally missing out. So, yeah. Thank you for being here. I just, you know, I adore you and I love your work. I love Harmeet. You guys do such great work in championing the cause for our constitutional rights. And uh, for those of you who do not know or are not familiar, Mr. Ron Coleman is a partner at Dillon Law Group and he's out of New York. So Ron, talk to us about uh, this because I saw your tweet yesterday and I kind of had to laugh as well. But just last week, it was uh, reported that the J6 Commission was kind of split down the middle about, okay, what are we doing here? This is ridiculous. There's nothing to refer. Uh, Then Liz Cheney comes out and says, well, that's not true. Don't get excited because we have more than enough evidence that points to Donald Trump 
conspired to overthrow the government on January 6th. So where are we? What are the possibilities? What would what would that even look like? What do they have? So I'm going to say something I just said in the tweet in response to your tweet uh, previewing my appearance here, which is that we we do represent Donald J. Trump, uh, our firm. Oh, not in this matter. Not in this matter. OK, so I can talk general generalities. Okay. Sure. And big picture. Big picture. OK. Uh, and in fact, that would be all I could talk about anyway, because that's all I know about. OK. Um, I mean, obviously, the J- January 6th C- commission is a is a joke. It, it, and this is obviously congressperson cheney's little outgoing bit of retribution for uh you know the way she feels she's been treated by donald trump which i think frankly is pretty remarkable considering the way she's treated donald trump from pretty much go uh and it's hard not to think even that her last minute um conversion on uh on the way to the uh on the on the road to rome to use the right meta- metaphor that your listeners will appreciate um wasn't in fact staged that that she i mean did she, was there ever any question that she was going to come out this way the whole thing is is is, is silly it's it's unlawful the january 6th commission itself is not legitimately constituted and it is a terrible, terrible abuse of, of legal process, of, of, of the government, of the legislative process. But I'm speaking to the converted here as well. Sure. So, you know, do they don't have one thing I can say clearly is they, they don't have evidence of anything other than the president of the United States making political and polemical and rhetorical statements um, in a moment of high stress and high excitement. Uh, was there a criminal conspiracy? You know, I do know a lot of the people, and I'm not speaking as a lawyer now, but as a person, as a regular human. Sure. I know a lot of the people who were involved in January 6th stuff. It, not, there was, there's no there there. There was, you know, I mean, if there were, would they have kept me out of it? <laughs> Probably. But... <laughs> There's no there there, and certainly I I can't believe that they got anything on Donald Trump. And if if there had been any if the, if there had been anything, I would expect it have come to I would expect it to have come from law enforcement, not from a congressional committee. Well, and it appears that a judge who just acquitted one of the J six defendants would agree with you, and that the man was invited to come in by law enforcement, which kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen to everyone else sitting around rotting. Uh, in a DC jail under the same, uh, you know, under the same guise that somehow they were all there at the, uh, at the, at the request of the, of the sitting president of the United States. And, uh, and as you can see, a lot of those people in the videos are just kind of strolling through like another day at the Capitol and the rotunda, like, wow, this is pretty cool. This is amazing. Haven't been here before. Uh, there, there, there are a lot of videos and there are videos that sure. definitely show violence and who was involved in that violence and right. who, whose payroll or whose interests, whose payroll they were on and whose interests they were representing at that time. We don't know. Are there January 6th defendants who are 
bona fide Trump supporters who got out of hand. I, I, I think it's impossible to say that there were not. Okay. But it's also impossible to disregard the evidence of our lying or not so lying eyes where we saw m- many views of people being absolutely ushered into the Capitol by Capitol Police. Sure. And this, this acquittal is pretty remarkable, especially because it took place in the District of Columbia District Court, which is not a MAGA-friendly or a Trump-friendly um, court or district at all. So the fact that this was... Uh, it was heard by a judge and that the judge acquitted. I'm sorry, the, this, this, no, this was the one that was, was a jury verdict, wasn't it? Correct. No, 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 jury, no it was a judge. Jury verdict was, was Whitmer. They said, we're, we're, jury verdict was the, was the Whitmer right. case. This was the judge. Right. In a way, that's even more powerful. In fact, a jury, you can't get, a, a Republican can't be acquitted for anything in the District of Columbia. That's, let's be clear about that. Yeah. Although I have some lawyer friends who are going to try nonetheless. Okay. Can we back up to something just very fundamental about all of this? Okay. So the president had every right because the premise is um, he was there. He was calling upon people to overthrow the government, to overthrow an official uh, proceeding. Right. But he had every constitutional right to challenge the election results. But it seems like the nexus that they're attempting to create from November of 2020 to January the 6th, and even actually before that. I mean, as I understand it, some of their records, and I know you can't speak to this directly, but are going back to April, uh, you know, of of 2020. And uh, text messages, phone records, dialogue, whatever, uh, to, you know, to elude, which is interesting to me, Ron, because every mainstream media outlet started to build the case on behalf of Nancy Pelosi back in the fall of oh, time to in, in time to implement the tw- time to throw the 25th. Right. Because he's not going to leave. That's that's what you saw across papers, across online publications, across your mainstream uh, media outlets. He's not going to leave. We guarantee you Donald Trump's not going to leave office if he loses. And and so now it's like they've created the narrative and the nexus, but no one's talking about the constitutionality of this man to challenge the election results. Can you speak to that? Well, the president, just like anyone else, has the rights, first of all, to express an opinion about the election results. Twitter might not think that you have that right, or YouTube might not think that you have that right. But when you're not on their platforms, you certainly have that right. And the president has that right as well. In terms of his constitutional right to challenge the results, that it also goes, we can, we can bifurcate that. On January 6th, Donald Trump, it would seem to me, speaking not as his lawyer, but as a, a lawyer and as an American, Donald Trump had the right to tell people to protest Anything they want, anything that they wanted to, anything he wanted to. It's, it's, it, it is a, it is lawful to protest, and it is lawful to protest at the Capitol. Uh, those things in and of themselves are, are not illegal. Would he have the right to tell people to go into the House chamber and disrupt the proceedings there? I can't imagine that he would. But I also haven't seen any evidence that he has right. or that he did. Uh, 
or that he would, you know, I mean, he, he, he is a man of great passion, Donald Trump, but he's not that undisciplined that he would tell people to go do something like that. And if you have, he would have heard about it a long time ago. The idea that Liz Cheney uh, has the smoking gun, uh, like, um, right. you know, Adam Schiff before her, you right. know, wait, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to show you, you're, you're not going to believe what, what everyone, I, I can't tell you right now, but I'm going to show you. Look at my water pistol. Yeah. (laughs) So let's also, there's something that you mentioned to me when we were talking about uh, this last minute um, engagement. What is a referral? What does it mean? In other words, the January 6th committee is going to make a referral. Yes. So, you know, when you're um, in fourth grade and the teacher says, let's all write a letter to the governor and tell the governor to stop, uh, failing to protect peregrine falcons okay okay that's the same thing in other words a referral is just a love letter from a, from congress in, okay. in it, to the justice department there may have been a time when they were taken seriously and the prosecuting agency of the executive branch felt that a serious statement from the legislation, the le- legislative branch based on its oversight, um, you know, function was something that was worth looking into, but it, it, it's of no legal consequence. It's entirely a symbolic gesture. And we know that many criminal referrals were made by the Republican controlled Congress to the justice department, now, it's true that the Justice Department was never really a Republican Justice Department. Right. On the other hand, I think, you know, outside of, say, the Southern District of New York, um, most of the Justice Department in this administration has really, I think, despite quite a bit of pressure on them to do otherwise from what we might call the base, not the Justice Department's base, but <clears throat> President Biden's base. Sure. To do otherwise, they have, you know, they haven't charged Donald Trump with anything because there's nothing to charge him with. They haven't, they, you know, they, they've they've been more or less restrained. I mean, was it a mistake for the Justice Department to talk about prosecuting people who go to school board meetings? Yeah, that was a mistake. That you know, yeah. But by and large, so so what does it mean if there's a referral? It it's a it's a talking point. It's something you can you you know if you go on to Rachel Maddow that you can wave uh you know to punctuate your discussion but it's of no legal consequence okay okay well no i I do not want to be have any part of rachel maddow (laughs) or or yeah thanks ron i I turned down an appearance this morning on her show did wow (laughs) i have officially arrived yeah i hear you thank you sir and thank you so much for uh for making the time hey where can people where can people where can people hear your podcast monica can they where can they how can they ignore how can they miss it (laughs) if you go to my twitter handle which is in in the name there you'll find uh, the link to everything coleman nation podcast it's with coleman with a hyphen but if you if you just search for coleman nation podcast i'm i'm on all the places video and of course regular podcasting and we'd like everybody to subscribe and 
and like and enjoy and share with their friends just as you do. I don't do it every day as you do. I do it about once a week. Awesome. I have a real day job. Oh. A real day job. <laughs> this is my real day job. I know. But you're fighting. Why. You're fighting for it. But see, that, I need your real day job to keep my real day job, right? Well, we can work something out, I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. And I love you. A Thank you so much. Monica. Thank All you. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, guys. So <laughs> uh, if you do not follow Ron on Twitter, you're totally missing out. That's all I can tell you. He is an absolute riot and uh, he is just a joy. Okay. We've got some comments. Let's see. We are live streaming. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Liz Cheney lives in fairy tales. Well, Yes, <laughs> I would, uh, I would agree with that. I thought it was important though, to have someone on. And honestly, I had no idea that, uh, that the Dylan law group represents president Trump and other matters as Ron, uh, clearly, uh, expressed at the outset of, of our time together. Um, I was not aware of that. And, uh, ha had I been aware of that, I don't know that I would, I would have even asked, uh, for something so specific, but thank, I'm thankful that he came on, shared his time with us. Um, because there's a lot of hyperbole, uh, a lot of opinions, right. And opinions become facts very quickly. And we know that for sure from mainstream media, I give my opinion for a living. I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentator. I make that clear on the regular, um, but I do, um, you know, attempt to regulate my work and my comments, uh, you know, with truth and, and facts and, and with people who can validate uh, certain positions that are legitimate, not how we think they should be or, you know, how, not the opinion of the day, but, you know, someone who would be considered an expert in that particular field. Uh, someone who has spent time and God knows we've got a world filled with experts. So I am taking your calls today, 404-383-8520. If you have something that you would like to add to the conversation uh, regarding Donald J. Trump and Liz Cheney, the January 6th commission. Also, I think even more importantly, sorry, Mr. President, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It's pretty important, but I'm very curious about something this Easter season that, um, people are very uncomfortable talking about, right? And that is the subject of forgiveness. And why is that so important? And why is it important for you on a personal level um, as well as a national level, right? In order for us to move forward. Christians tend to, um, and for those of you who are not familiar with me, because my audience is growing rapidly, thank you. Um, you can follow me everywhere except for Facebook, oh, but I might make a comeback only, only to grab you all from Facebook and move you out into green pastures <laughs> away from the swamp of Facebook. But I am on YouTube, Rumble, Telegram. I think we're, we are live streaming today, uh, for the first time on Telegram. So hello to my Telegram followers. I have not completely disappeared, although they tend to throttle like a lot, uh, comparatively speaking to Facebook or Twitter. My Twitter account grows by the thousands uh, a month and it will deplete by the hundreds um, on Telegram. So, but I'm all over the place and really looking forward to branching out, meeting you, getting your voice, uh, being your voice uh, on certain topics and issues. I am a Christian conservative. Um, but I, I like to bridge. I like to be a bridge. I'm very clear about where I stand on things, but do not let that 
um, don't let that become misinformation to you or misinform your opinion of me and that somehow I have an inability to bridge conversations or parties or people. Uh, that is always my end goal. Uh, I may walk away not agreeing with you and you may not agree with me, but I really enjoy bringing both and, or all sides of a conversation to the table. And I'll tell you why I'm comfortable with that. <clears throat> Excuse me, because, because I am a Christian. My plumb line is rooted in what I believe is inerrant truth. And so your opinions don't really sway me. Your opinions don't move me to the point where I'm crazy, right? Or we can't hold a a civil conversation. And so other people around me can get crazy. And I do see things on the daily. If you follow me on Twitter at all, you know that I'm just like, you have got to be kidding me right now. And I'll sound off about certain things, but that never uh, precludes, you know, somehow every, someone gets left out of a conversation. So, uh, yeah, life, love, liberty, all that good stuff. We are expanding our brand. So thank you for being here with us today. So I, about forgiveness, okay, forgiveness. When people talk about a nation being blessed, Right. And people love to quote things like, well, if the word says that if, if we will just humble ourselves and repent and turn that uh, that God will heal our land. Right. But most people think that requires repentance and turning from like the big sins. Right. Like your porn addiction. Or your um, or your uh, any kind of an addiction or homosexuality right? It depends on where you are on that within the Christian church. But there are, there are, there's a scale of sins, as you all know, within the Christian church. And so those scales are usually um, adjudicated by man, right? But the one, but the one item we forget to weigh where we are individually and as a nation is within, within the construct of forgiveness, right? That precept. And we need that in order to heal. Some of you are, most of you are waiting on your midterms to actually heal the nation. And I personally think you're just wasting your time. Um, only focusing on that, right? Because we're not, this is not a one dimensional issue or crisis that we're having in this country. We are having a crisis of biblical proportion. And I think whether you're Christian or not, you could actually agree with that statement. This is, this is biblical upheaval uh, of every single institution that we hold dear in this country. And uh, I want to bring someone on with me who is a very trusted friend of mine who is now a permanent part of my show, The Monica Matthews Show, and someone who you will uh, speak with on occasion uh, if you call into my show. But I do want to, um, I want to bring her up and get her opinion on this. Aunt Stacy. Can you hear us? Where did Aunt Stacy go? I don't know where Aunt Stacy went. But Aunt Stacy's supposed to be right here. 
and uh, and she's not. <laughs> Maybe she's actually taking one of your calls. So we'll wait to uh, we'll wait to hear from Aunt Stacy again. Again, we're taking your live calls at four zero four three three eight five two zero. We were talking about a movie just before this, by the way. Um, and for those of you who are still following me for my podcast, thank you very much. Thank you for your patience and all of the transitioning and like bringing this show live at while I am uh, while I am recording um my podcast every day and stace are you with us now no okay let me let me let me send her back over there okay uh we're having technical difficulties over here so what else is new but yeah thank you so i can't okay so stace says she's here but we cannot hear her (laughs) so let's try that again stace All right, I give. Can you hear me now? Yes, good God. Where are you? (laughs) I'm just like, you know, this is one of those things whenever you're on terrestrial air where your producer's looking at you from across the room going, okay, too much, too much, too much dead air, too much dead air right now. Like somebody talk, somebody, somebody pass gas, somebody do something, file your toenails. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, okay. Ron's amazing. What did you, okay. Okay. That's great. We we've covered Donald J. Trump and, and in this whole brouhaha, this witch hunt, which we've, we know it's a witch hunt, but whenever people start hearing about, Ooh, DOJ referrals. And we know what's happened to like innocent parents across the country with DOJ referrals and FBI visits, you know, it kind of makes you go, Hmm, maybe there is something to this. So I'm curious what, let's go back to the forgiveness thing though. Okay. We talked about this before we got on the show today. What are, like you said, that there's no one that you need to forgive. And I'm, I'm making fun of you, but I'm sure there's been some point in your life (laughs) When you're like, you know, because I just hope to ascend to your level of holiness <laughs> with like, with like having no one to forgive because I work in politics and that is like almost impossible for me. So, okay. How do you live right. with like complete and total forgiveness of the entire universe? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I won't go so far as to say the entire universe because they're not in my realm, but you know. In in my my hurt, people who have hurt me personally, yeah, there's not anybody that I haven't forgiven. Um, the world, I mean, that's let God forgive them. That's you know, right? That's uh, <laughs> that's too much. I thought about every injustice done in the world. Um, yeah, but sure, there's been times. Um, but as you know, with my father. Forgiveness of people, and, and I'm okay. So right now I'm talking about my earthly father. Yeah, I was going to say forgiveness of people okay. and letting things go started before I even became a Christian because of my earthly father. Oh, um, you know what, Stace? Yeah. Oh no! I just got a message. Someone saying that they can't hear you. Thanks, Susie. That's unfortunate. I don't know why people can't hear you because I can hear you loud and clear, and you're in my. Well, I had trouble hearing Ron. Oh, you did? Like, could you yep. hear Ron at all? I could. I couldn't hear him on the call, but I could hear him on Twitter. Oh, that's like interesting. I went to your live on Twitter, and I could hear him just fine on there. Oh man, this must be like a secret channel for my. Co- <laughs> for this must be a secret channel within this whole application. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Thanks, Susie. Appreciate it. Okay, so so um. 
Okay, there we go. Thank you. Um, so people cannot hear you. So let me just kind of recap what you were saying. That you're perfect and you have arrived. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you have no one that you need to forgive. And so I think that that is, uh, I think that's wonderful. I'm not quite to that place yet, but, uh, but I will get there. Okay, Stace, I'm going to put you back over in your other room. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to sound off on this, you're welcome. And I know you're out there. You know how I know you're out there? Because I hear from you guys literally every day about these problems, right? And so I don't really want to talk about dilemmas of the day. My show is going to be more about the temptation of the day. You know why that's so important to make that distinction? Because dilemmas just sound so, gosh, just another crisis, right? And life is filled with crises. And and for some, it seems like every day is a crisis, right? Especially for like single parents. I know that like firsthand. But the temptation of the day really takes the conversation back to where it should be, in my humble opinion, because now you're dealing with spiritual things and you're dealing with practical and temporal things, but in a spiritual manner with a spiritual mindset. And that really is where I come from. It's life, love, and liberty. It is faith, life, and politics. And I've said for years, you cannot have one without the other because people bring their faith into every single environment uh, they walk into. I don't care if it's a boardroom or a bedroom. You're bringing your faith or lack thereof. And so, I, or if it's Congress, as we can see, like we we live in a very, in my humble opinion, we live in a very godless society. And for some of you, you're trying to figure out how in the world did we get here? And I think it's because we have taken the temporal and exalted it above the spiritual. And now we're simply living with, you know, the fruit. Now we're living with the fruit, so we have things that we have to contend with uh, on the regular that don't feel very good. So I know you guys um, struggle with these things because I hear from you and I respond to you as well. Uh, Monica at MonicaMatthews.com, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. But today we're taking your live calls at 404-383-8520. Sorry about that technical issue. Uh, We have not had that issue in the past where you cannot hear someone who is in my backspace of this. Uh, But we now know to remedy that. Uh, We have... um, We've definitely had her, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Big Steven. Uh, you know, I, I, just to back up a little bit to go back to J6, uh, Julie Kelly is someone you should follow if you're not following her. Uh, she's on Twitter. I would assume she's on Facebook as well. I don't know. Uh, but if you are on Twitter, she is definitely there. Uh, she has kept us all apprised of exactly what's happening with every J6 case. Uh, she is in the courtrooms. She is, uh, man, she is a, uh, she's a champion. She's a warrior. She's someone you definitely would want on your side. Um, her daughter was just um, selected for law school, so congratulations to Julie. Uh, but she is someone who's been following these cases for a while, and she has been in and out of Twitter spaces lately. I hope to have her on with me in the coming days as well. Uh, but she's been keeping us apprised of exactly what's happening and kind of the the attitude shift, if you will. And like I, we 
said at the beginning of the show, that was a very big, uh, monumental, as a matter of fact, um, for a federal judge to find a J6 defendant uh, not guilty on all charges. And he says uh, that he was waved in by two Capitol Police officers. The decision lays the groundwork to push back against the Department of Justice's charge that the hundreds of people on Capitol grounds on J6 deserve to be punished. U.S. District Court Judge Trevor McFadden acquitted Matthew Martin of all misdemeanor charges on Wednesday after he said it was plausible that the defendant reasonably believed he had permission to be in the Capitol. Well, thank you, Judge McFadden. Thank you. That's an answered prayer for me personally, not necessarily for this particular individual, Mr. Martin, but for all of them across the board. I've had a daily prayer time at 3 p.m. every day for these defendants. Uh, And like Ron said earlier in the show, you know, is it plausible that some were there, right, to, um, to incite some type of violence? Well, obviously, because there was violence uh, that took place, but whether or not that was incited by uh, federal law enforcement, uh, Capitol Police, you know, who knows? All, and I don't know that we'll ever know, to be honest with you. Julie's made it clear that we'll never see the 14,000 million hours of footage, of video footage that, uh, you know, it's, it's on lockdown. And so I don't even know how you would plausibly uh, present your case. So thank God for a judge like this who can, who can see it for what it is. It's like this guy just kind of meandering through the rotunda, nothing violent, which actually speaks to a lot of people. There are still people being arrested, by the way, just as of last week for J6, for being on the grounds, never went into the Capitol. So all of this has to do with keeping Donald Trump out of the Oval Office, in my humble opinion. That's what all of this is. It's setting people up for the midterms. They're trying to use it as leverage, the Democrats as leverage, as a talking point. I realized I just totally left forgiveness, but you know what? We got to forgive some people. <laughs> we got to forgive people on the, on this committee. We got to forgive people who have completely failed us. We have to forgive the three uh, Republican senators uh, who just decided to put someone on the Supreme court who does not know her own physical biology, uh, much less will adhere to the constitution in accordance with unalienable rights where you and I are concerned. You know, there's a lot of forgiveness that needs to be had. And I got to tell you, it's rough for yours truly some days. I'm not going to lie. And I know it's hard for you guys too. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, there's a lot going on in the country right now with it being the Easter season, uh, you know, talking about resurrection and forgiveness. I personally feel, and this is something that, you know, I talk about my private conversations as well with people who I'm ministering with or to, um, forgiveness is going to be the key to the country moving forward. If you want God to show up in a biblical way and you want to see cases and you want to see judges actually judging who may not have otherwise, maybe he's, you know, I'm not even sure of his political persuasion. Excuse me. I did not look into that. Uh, Who appointed him? I have no idea. Um, But let's just assume that he's not a Republican. Okay. He was not appointed by a Republican. Let's just assume that. Well, how does someone come to that conclusion? So I always remind people that scripture says that the Lord brings up and he brings down. So whenever people like to talk about uh, kingmakers, right, with such pride and such such zeal, 
always remind people, no, 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 no. We may think we have the power to bring people up and to bring people down. But if you believe in the providence of God, you have to understand that nothing happens that catches the Lord by surprise, in my humble opinion. And I'm just now coming into that uh, revelation. So uh, going back to forgiveness, beautiful story of redemption. Uh, I tweeted out today that I look forward to having Miss Jenna Jameson on my show in the near future, God willing. And why do I say that? Because Jenna was a porn star. Uh, She's absolutely beautiful. She has an extraordinarily redemptive story um, about where she is now in life. Uh, She is a conservative um, and she's still absolutely beautiful. Uh, But I love stories of redemption. And I watched this movie last night called uh, Redeeming Love. And it's it's based on a book by Francine Rivers. If you're not familiar with Francine Rivers, she is a prolific uh, Christian author. She is um, all about redemption, all about forgiveness, right? And it's really easy for us in politics to slide into this uh, deplorable mindset of Hillary. For some of you, as much as you can't stand Hillary Clinton, we start to sound just like her. Right, and so deplorable actually means unforgivable, irredeemable. Right, as a person of faith, we know that that is uh, that's not true for anyone. Really hard to imagine for some people, though. Not gonna lie. Like I'm so concerned that I'm gonna get to the marriage supper of the Lamb and be like, "Did you really?" I mean, a I'm just super thankful to be here. Let's just all be clear about that. Okay. But do I have to sit next to, you know, Rachel Maddow? <laughs> I mean, I was just saying, we don't know who's going up and who's going down. Because I come from the school of you could have a last minute conversion. And so, and I'm not God and neither are you. <laughs> so with all of that, you know, I, I watch words, right? Words matter always. And whenever you start talking about someone being irredeemable, now you're starting to, you're crawling up into that, you know, into that seat of God. And so I love Jenna Jameson's story. I, she really is kind of the story of redeeming uh, love by Francine Rivers. If you have not uh, read that book, I highly uh, recommend it. I watched uh, Redeeming Love on, I want to say it was Amazon just last evening. And again, it'll, uh, it highlights... just the boundless, I mean, there are no boundaries where God's love is concerned in the sense that it's depth and it's breadth and width and height. And that's not to say that, excuse me, allergies. It's not to say that it's not to say that there were not Boy, this is about to rattle some sacred cows. I can tell y'all right now, but oh, here we go. It's not as though there weren't some ifs and thens throughout scripture, right? Because some of you are like, God is unconditional love. And you use that as an excuse to actually champion things that are doctrines of devils. Just going to tell you. And so that's not godly love. If something leads to oppression or the annihilation of innocence or freedom, 
uh, as it pertains to, you know, uh, again, not annihilating innocence, which we are in the process of doing right now in this country. It's already practiced in other nations, as we know. But in this country, for sure, we're headed down that path. Um, That is something that God's not going to be cool with. Right? So for those of you who believe that he's unconditional, um, I would say uh, if you go back and read Leviticus, right, we should have Ron back on. We'll talk about these types of things. That would be awesome. That would be a great conversation. Uh, But go back to Leviticus and read all about the uh, you shall not do this. You better not do that. If you do this, then that. If you don't do this, then that, right? Those are conditions. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't write it, but I believe it. And those are called spiritual precepts. And while we're not under the law because Christ came to fulfill it, right? We're now free from sin. We are free from the um, oppression of the habit of sin, of having to serve sin as a slave to sin. And so, but we were redeemed, right? That's what this whole season is about. It's not about your Easter bunnies. That is a pagan centric messaging hallmark. Go spend $800 billion on new cavities you know, in an Easter bunny that your kid is scared to death to sit in the lap of and probably with good reason. And, uh, you know, that's a Hallmark holiday. But resurrection season, right? The death, the crucifixion, the betrayal. Oh my gosh, we could start there. When you're talking about unforgiveness and people who cannot forgive or they refuse to forgive, like we're talking about betrayals where most of you just refuse to forgive. And you know what? That rolls over into your politics. That And you know what? It's smart of you all not to forget whenever it comes to re-election and who promised you things and never came through. Right? And so why do you keep re-electing the same people? That's a really strong question to ask yourself. Why? Is it because you have them on speed dial? You have a seat at the table? They actually came through on one thing they said they were going to do. They remember your name every time you see them in a function. It gives you higher clout or status within your friend group. You know, I don't know. Maybe you, you know, just refuse to give up the ghost and your sacred cow and what you believe of this particular person. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to become better fruit inspectors of our politicians. And I honestly, other than Jaron Jackson, and if you're not following Jaron, the only place I know to follow Jaron is over on Telegram. And boy, that boy brings it. I mean, he's not afraid. He throws down the word. I mean, he gets a little, he's Jaron Jackson, and he's a badass, and he is a warrior, and he's been to war, and uh, and he's a daddy, and he's a husband, and he is just right down the middle, right, with the Lord. Um, and, you know, yeah, our branding's a little different, but he's a truth speaker, so I appreciate that. Uh, but there's no wavering, right? And I think we need more people uh, like that. And your kids are hoping for a generation like that, by the way, in case you uh, did not know that. So forgiveness, it's a big deal. And all of us are redeemable. You know why I say that? Because God said that. I didn't write it, but I believe it. And these are really hard times for people who I, I sent out a couple of messages to folks to ask them, hey, do you struggle with forgiveness? And is there anyone that you can think of that um, 
that you have not for, not forgiven about something? And you know what their answer was collectively? Excuse me. Myself. Myself. That's a hard one for a lot of people, especially in ministry. Isn't that funny? People do the worst things to other humans, and then people own it as theirs, as their sin, right? They don't know how to, like, take that offense. Another great book, by the way, The Bait of Satan. If you're not familiar with that, go buy it today. I don't agree with all of his theology, but it is a fantastic read. The Bait of Satan. What is the Bait of Satan? Offense. It is offense. And when we offend one another, it's very easy to take that into our bodies, right? And our bodies respond. And many times our bodies respond with illness. And it starts in the way of bitterness and rage. And think about that, you guys, as a nation right now. Don't believe me? Go to Twitter. Go to Telegram. Go to Facebook. Even though I think Facebook people are still sharing recipes and stuff. I don't know. Y'all still think you're in secret groups over there for some reason. But, I mean, go to social media platforms aside from Instagram because everybody's into, like, selfies and everything, self and image and, you know, all that good stuff. But think about that. Just look at the anger in the, in the vitriol. It's working. That whole narrative war, warfare space is absolutely working. It has worked on us like a charm. And isn't that something that that the left completely incites and foments and bloviates and, and hyperbolically expresses so many things over the top lies? Russian collusion hoax. Lies to people. Gets the entire country stirred up. And then we wonder why we are where we are today. And then blames it on other people. It's extremely demonic. And I don't say that hyperbolically. I say that as a woman of faith. Okay. If you have not gone to mypillow.com, we're going to talk about my foot pads in just a minute because that's very important news. But mypillow.com, code word Monica. (laughs) I love the fact that my name is a code word, but it's M-O-N-I-C-A. And you can get up to 66% off on your next purchase and Mother's Day is coming up. And, you know, mama could use a new robe and some slippers and some comfy sheets and a big old bath sheet. I love my bath sheets. I don't have their towels yet, but I will very soon. But I'm in love with the bath sheets uh, because it's big and it's wonderful. It just swallows me. So I feel really tiny in it, which is really good. It's almost like dating like a short guy who's super skinny. That doesn't work for me because I'm not a, I'm not a tiny person. I'm also not like, you know, uh, obese, but I'm not a tiny person. So whenever I, I date small people, I feel like a hippopotamus. And I know you women can relate to that, right? Yes, you can. All right. So what is the big deal about my soaking foot pads? So I ordered these things offline, which, which many of you have, have seen advertised as detoxifiers for your feet, right? And, um, and these detoxifiers 
tape to the bottom of your feet and um, you wear them overnight. And they almost look like tea bags. I wasn't sure I was doing it right. Probably came from China. God only knows what's in it. It's probably like the next variant of COVID. <laughs> I don't know. And I just strapped it to my feet to go to sleep. Um, yeah. It's so you tape them to the bottoms of your feet. You get in the bed. And I couldn't sleep last night. It's so it's supposed to like suck all the toxins out of your feet. Gross. But uh, but whenever you see the before and after pictures, you're just like, Yep, that was interesting. And so I couldn't sleep last night, so I took to Twitter. And who chimes in about my foot pads other than one of my dearest (laughs) follows and someone I just admire the hell out of, which is Buzz Patterson. I love him. He's one of my favorite guests. And uh, he chimes in about my, my foot pads. And he's like, okay, what? What is this? What is this you speak of? So it starts this whole, as you can imagine, and what's funny, ladies, is that the only people who responded for like the longest time were men. It wasn't chicks. The chicks were laughing because the chicks knew what was up, but the men were like curious about this foot stuff. And one dude's like, careful, you're going to get all the foot fetish people out. I'm like, boy, I could tell y'all some stories about that. Oh, online dating is a disaster, but you're right. Some people do have foot fetishes, which is really interesting, but this is not about that. And so, and I'm not asserting that Buzz has a foot fetish, much less with mine, but he was very, he was curious about what the heck this foot pad is. And so I tweet something ridiculous, like, yep, in my bed with my new foot pads, feeling really sexy. All I need is like, all I need are like six cats at this point, And I'll be like, good to go. <laughs> and I meant it. And, you know, you know how cat ranchers are. Come on. Don't ask me what a cat rancher is. It's someone who's like my age or older or actually younger. I think I know of like 35-year-old cat ranchers. They don't date. They just live with their cats right? Their clothes smell like their cats. Their hair smells like their cat. Everything is cat related and they have like very little social life and it's their cats. And no offense, I just think that's really super unhealthy. Okay. So, and that's not me at all. And I love cats, but I'm not a cat rancher. And so then people are like, well, what's a cat rancher? You know, so then we have to go into that whole conversation. So It was riotous, but moral of the story is I decided to look up whether or not people were like, oh, just wait till you take them off in the morning. This is so gross. It's nasty. Other people were like, oh, that stuff's just a bunch of crap. It's, you know, forget about it. Uh, It's, it's a, uh, it's a ruse. It's ruse. It's I'm like, okay, I go to Google, look it up. Lo and behold, you know, the Mayo Clinic's like nothing to this. It's basically your feet start sweating and it discolors. <laughs> and I'm like, well, duh, that kind of makes sense, right? Your feet start sweating and it discolors the pads. The next thing you know, you think that your body's detoxifying through your feet. Not that your feet can't and, and, and don't, you know, uh, uh, detoxify or can't be a detoxifying part of your body, much like your armpits and, you know, other places. But, um, yeah, so I took my foot pad off and was like, okay, well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, first of all, but you know, I could probably 
put some tea leaves, you know, in a bag and put those on my feet and get the same result. The thing that kind of scared me, though, I'm not going to lie, was some people were talking about the fact that these do come from other nations that are not very friendly to the cause of our health (laughs) as Americans. And so I started thinking about the other things that have been tested and found in some of these foot pads and just decided, I don't think... I want to put those foot pads on my feet again. All right, we have a uh, caller in the queue. And <laughs> I think I know who this is. And, I, and I, I'm really looking forward to, uh, let me just go ahead and pull him up. Is this who I think it is? What is up, Monica <laughs> Well, we had Ron Coleman on talking about really serious stuff. Then we talked about forgiveness, and now we're talking about my feet and, and foot pads. So what is up with you? Well, you know, I got super pumped because I saw that Ron Coleman was on your show, but I already had a um, pre-planned meeting. So I wanted to catch you on, on the tail end of your show, and I did not expect to come in to you talking about your sweaty <laughs> First of all, <laughs> my feet are not sweaty, and they are not detoxing. You know what? I'm wondering if people can, hey, you guys who are live streaming, do me a favor and hit me up on chat and let me know whether or not you can hear this caller. I don't know if Susie's still with us. Um, still no sound. Man, that so sucks. Can, oh, you know I what? Was, it, I can hear you. On, I can hear you on your sound on 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 chat on YouTube. Um, you can hear me, FYI. right? But you but you couldn't hear Stacy. I bet earlier, right? No. Um. No, I, I didn't. I yeah, that's what's happening. Is that the live stream? It's not connecting to you guys calling in. So thank you, Susie. Susie is going to get like a free t-shirt, mug, hat, all that good stuff because Susie has been an awesome. I know you are trying to help. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I am actually going to send you something. So uh, send me your address, Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. Uh, so yeah, this stinks because people in the chat cannot hear you, but people on the podcast and people streaming. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So people streaming can't hear you, but people yeah, on the podcast can. Okay. All right. So you guys streaming, sorry, I, but I, I got to get your take on this because it is going to podcast. So if you're going to miss this, uh, on the, yep. uh, on the pod, you know, what's interesting though, the last time we streamed, that's what I'm not understanding. Um, I could hear my callers just fine whenever I did the playback. So that's really interesting. Okay, podcast will be up shortly. So, Chris, what did you think about what uh, Ron said, or did you even catch Ron's segment? Well, I didn't get a chance to catch Ron's segment. Okay. Um, But um, I will definitely listen to the playback of it. Uh, But, you know, my opinion, as I kind of told you previously, Monica, is um, things are in a shamble in a very big way very quickly. Right? Sure. And – I think that, as I've told you, they are going to go all in on on attempting to prosecute, um, ultimately, Donald, Donald Trump Jr., and then hopefully the gateway in their, in their eyes, not my eyes, in right. their eyes to go after Donald, President Donald Trump, because that's the only way that they're going to be able to galvanize any energy behind their crazy left face. So you think they're going to concoct something to basically go after the Trump family, which will ultimately lead to uh, President Trump? 
Yeah, yeah. that's, that's going to be the goal because if you look at any type, uh, the footprint's already laid out in Latin America, right? Right. Um, in, in any Marxist country, um, and I guess even Eastern Europe, if you want to look at the ex-Russia Federation, yeah. um, in any Marxist communist country, it, it is imperative that they go after the um, so-called leader of the opposition, right? Yes, to try to always... demoralize their base and galvanize sure, their base. Sure. And 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 if things go sideways, try to use that to delegitimize an election that would otherwise not go their way. So right. you're kind of seeing this a little bit. I don't I don't want to I don't really know the full details behind what's happening in Pakistan, but you're kind of seeing this happen in some of these foreign countries, right? Um, right. Like Hungary, you know. Yeah. Um, and then in Pakistan currently, which is a little bit of a different situation, but still the same concept, right? This is that footprint that is done um, by um, by the Marxist kind of movements out there, sure. right? Um, yeah, it's all about demoralization. Sure. Well, and in Absolutely. our country, demoralization and right. But you know what? I th- you know what, Chris? Though I think. Um... The demoralization is not this, this type of, all their demoralization attempts have done is galvanize us even more. I mean, anyone on the right, that that's all this is served to do is, is we are absolutely coalescing. People are just like, you know what, whatever, you're going to call the FBI on me because of my kids here, here's my phone number and don't spell my name wrong. Uh, you know, people are just Mm -hmm. tired. They're done. And, and whenever you see the, the food shortages that are now starting to pile up baby food, FYI, peeps, uh, go get your baby diapers, your food, uh, cereal. If you've got little infants at home, get those boxes of cereal formula. Uh, people are not able to find formula right now. And this is, ju- I believe it could be just the beginning. And so that's what people are going to remember, whether they're Republican or Democrats. Their gas prices, uh, you know, the cost of living. Mm-hmm. How about interest rates? People cannot buy a house right now for under 5% interest. I mean, it is insanity. And so I think, you know, as much as they try to weaponize the justice system to demoralize, I think at this point, and I, you know what, I think whenever people get that desperate and, and they see they, they have a comparison, they have promises made, promises kept by Donald Trump during his entire tenure, right? And now, uh, and, and now we have, who knows what the hell we've got, like whatever we've got in there is not working for all Americans. And so his, his ratings are abysmal. We know that. And whoever's doing the ratings, I mean, 38%, give me a break, more like 15, I would think for the 15 people who voted for Joe Biden in 2020. So, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't think them arresting, I don't care who they arrested. If it, nothing else, it would, it, to me, it would galvanize people even more. So the Democrats, y'all may want to think about that. Reconsider your position on this. As a political consultant, I'm pretty sure any pursuit of anything criminal of, uh, of any of the Trump family, quite honestly, after the Russian hoax and collusion that you guys have just been busted with and totally found wanting on, I don't think that's the road you're going to want to go down. The road you should be going down is, you know, is the fact that, you know, all of 2020 was what it was. And here we are as a nation and people are fed up. Across color lines, party lines, uh, religious lines, uh, sexuality lines, people are done. And now you're like, you know, adhering to this groomer, uh, you know, type of, of culture. 
and the American people are just like, nope, we're done. We're, we're tired of this crap. So, you know, they can, they can, uh, they could go after the entire Trump family as some type of a political, uh, oh, look, you know, it's kind of like my, like somewhat like a cat rancher, right? Their cats bring them little mouse and little stuff at the end of the day. Like here, mom, look what I got. And that's kind of how all of that would play out. And in the minds, I think of all American people. So yeah. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Chris, I'm about to head off the air right now, but I sure do appreciate you calling in and uh, I'm going to work out all of my technical difficulties and we will, uh, we'll get this thing right before you know it. And uh, yeah, have like, you know, I'll give, uh, I'll give old what's his name a run for his money. Uh, Bannon. <laughs> in the coming days. So I do appreciate you, sir. Thank you for calling in. I think I lost him anyway. So sorry you guys could not hear that on streaming. Um, again, technical things. And thank you all for your patience and, you know, working it out with me. I do appreciate you. Uh, you know, in my saying in, uh, in entertainment, as, as the story goes, uh, as the adage goes, uh, the show must go on. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it is, you're right, Holly, it is all insanity. You know, I, I want to, I want to stress that again, as a political consultant, I don't, I think you should not be really freaked out by, and I'm going a little over my time. This is the beauty of not being on terrestrial air. Um, you should not be freaked out by, by the bloviating of the left, and there may be some arrests. I don't know. Uh, you know, but look what they did to us. Let that be your resolve. Look what they did to us for five years of our lives and what they're doing now. Sure, find the forgiveness in your heart. Get that crap. Get that bitterness and that malignancy. Just get it out. Just uproot it. Ask God to take that unforgiveness away from you and just be smart. And remember what they did. You can forgive. And yes, God separates our sins as far as the East is from the West. But, you know, obviously we have a hard time remembering whenever people have crapped the bed politically a thousand times over. And, you know, the beauty of, of this of this play of theirs, like Chris said, to demoralize the country uh, with with these referrals of Donald Trump or any of his member, his family members, uh, for a criminal referral, right? The beauty of that is that <laughs> they always underestimate the power of the American spirit. They just do. And not every black person is a member of the black lives matter community. And not every gay person is hell bent on, uh, grooming your children. And so whatever extremes they have created in this, in this crazy culture that we have in this country, uh, the reprobation that we see happening, I just want you all to, um, I just want you all to let that little light of yours shine everywhere you go and take every opportunity you have to evangelize people on the left. And you really, I'll be honest with you, if it is going to be God first and America always, thank you, that was my slogan first. Uh, if it is going to be that, then I would encourage you to let it be exactly that. Lead with the understanding that people are held in bondage right now. The whole country is. The whole country is in captivity. 
And so lead with the fact that we're all in captivity. And whenever you're talking with people who don't believe, trust me, trust me on this. Most Americans are not as tuned in to politics as you think they are. They are tuned into their lives. They're tuned into the gas prices. They're tuned into the cost of living. They're tuned into their health care needs and their children. They're tuned into things that Americans have always been tuned into. And so there are entrance points of conversation with people and they are ready and they are ripe because they are in desperation, sadly, because, you know, again, your faith, your politics usually go hand in hand. They just do. And so the majority of the country is really up in arms right now from a, from a faith perspective. And they are still looking to man, my God, look what just happened with Elon. I didn't even touch on that today. I mean, I watched it in real time on social media where it was like, oh, Elon's going to save the day. And people were like sending in their requests, right? And I want you to do this. And I want you to bring this person back. And, and can we bring that person back? And definitely bring Donald Trump back. And, you know, and all this, this huge checklist that we were all going to, he was like Santa Claus for five minutes. <laughs> Elon Musk was Santa Claus for five minutes, right? <laughs> and I kept thinking, here we go. <laughs> we do it every time. We do it every time. And that's not what any of this is about. And then you've got the old CEO of Twitter who's just like, yeah, you know, we've just decided that it's a good thing that Elon made the decision that he did, you know, because, uh, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Um, thank you, Carol. Um, yeah, thank you. I love being on YouTube as well. Well, I know my colleagues are like, YouTube can go to hell in a handbasket, but I, you know, I'm new to the YouTube family, and so who knows what will happen over here with monetization, getting kicked off. You know, I have no Who cares? <laughs> like I said, God brings up, God brings down. If YouTube shuts this door, I promise you this, God will open like 10 other doors for my voice to go forth if that is his will. So I'm not pressed about it at all. But, uh, you know, looking at Santa Claus's, right? Or in this case, I guess Elon would have been our Easter bunny. Right. And so, oh, the big golden egg. But you got to love Prague because he's like, uh, he's not the CEO of Twitter, not concerned at all about your First Amendment, by the way. Very vocal about that. On, on any interview I've seen him on, he's just like, no, no, no. We, you know, First Amendment, be damned. We have a culture to adhere to and we got to keep everybody safe. We got to make everyone feel safe. Right. And here's the thing you know what really sucks about them and that whole trope is that most conservatives have no desire to make anyone feel unsafe. See how they do that? See how they manipulate us? Most conservatives have zero. They're not, we're not doxing. We're not swatting, right? We're not showing up crazy at, in places. We're not, uh, and some people would say, what about J6? You know, go back and look at that, like review the entire case in its entirety, uh, look at what Democrats have done. I could look at the Kavanaugh hearing, for starters, right? I could look at what happened here with our own life bill in the state of Georgia. These crazy women running around in red, red robes for like a month, standing outside the governor's office, just, you know, chanting like a bunch of, you know, I, I don't, who, just, 
it's just nuts. They accuse us of, of what they're doing. And then, you know, that, you know, y'all know how it goes, but just think about that. You have a CEO of a social media platform that is completely protected by the way, even though they are editors and they are publishers, they are in fact publishers, but they have protections for people who aren't supposed to be publishers. And then they tell you what you can and can't say. Oh, by the way, rest in peace, Juanita Broderick's Twitter account. That sucks. Uh, It's not the first time she's been banned, so maybe she has a chance to come back. For all I know, she could be back now. You know how the news cycle is. It changes every two minutes. So, but yeah, she was, um, if you're not, if you don't recall, uh, she accused Bill Clinton of rape. And uh, she is beloved by the conservative community. And she is a staunch, avid Trump supporter, completely against anything, you know, uh, injection, safe word. Um, So she has been uh, booted from Twitter for retweeting something and then adding commentary to it that alluded to it's all a big, funky, phony farce. I think all that may have actually been safe. (laughs) See what I mean? Like, (laughs) the safe spaces that the left say that they want to, (laughs) that they want to, I have no idea why this thing keeps going in and out, by the way. I love y'all. I have no idea. The, The left creates this craziness and then they accuse you of the craziness and if you've ever dated a narcissist you know the the the, the, the play and I've dated plenty of them so I'm very familiar with the play and I resent it and you got to let go of that because that's that unforgiveness factor remember okay I am oh thank you amen and amen Holly Carol Chris all you guys uh, Susie, thank you so much for helping me today. Uh, my podcasters, thank you for your patience today. It was a real blessing to have Mr. Ron Coleman on with me last minute. Uh, you know, I'd love to bring him on and pick his brain again. If you're not following him, you should. And as he said, go back and listen to this broadcast. You can find him at, uh, what was it? Coleman Nation. I think it's Coleman hyphen Nation. He is um, hilarious. First of all, he's obviously a very learned man. And, uh, you know, I would trust him with any one of my court cases or his partner, Harmeet Dillon, which if you have not paid attention to Harmeet, she is like a quintessential butt kicker. Um, And she's on Fox quite a bit. And uh, she's a beautiful woman with a beautiful heart. And they do a lot of good for this country in the way of uh, preserving our liberty. So I encourage you to, um, you know, to encourage them. Keep Keep them in your prayers. Right? Anyone who's fighting this battle. And so that's all I have to say today. I think I'm going to go now and I'm going to figure out all of my technical difficulties. And by the time I come back with you all tomorrow, I have some really cool guests tomorrow, by the way. You're not going to want to miss them. Um, we're going to talk about some interesting things. You'll just have to wait and find out. Every day is going to be interesting here. Monday through Friday, 1230 Eastern Standard Time till whenever I guess I feel like talk, like no longer talking, which today it's 141. <laughs> Generally speaking, it could be an hour. Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. MonicaMatthews.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all of those places. You know where to find me. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Remember to go to my website and check out Gold Co. MonicaMatthews.com backslash Gold Co. If you're an American, go grab a t-shirt. Put that thing on and act like fun. 